Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself, and finally not in front of me. Pete, how are you mm. doing? It's been a long time, but uh, now we're finally yeah. separated once again. I'm not sure I enjoyed that um, finally not in front of me. Like you've been <laughs> waiting for the time where I'm not in the same sphere as you, eating the same... <laughs> Air that you are. Um, yeah, I'm good, Christopher. I have just got off the uh, long weekend of having the worst uh, allergies uh, possible. And the week before that, um, I didn't sleep because of jet lag. And um, I think I could probably sashay into fatherhood quite easily, uh, simply because I- I'm just not sleeping at the moment. So I feel <laughs> like I'm, I'm permanently on some kind of like fantastical Japanese trip because I'm tired, I feel hungover. <laughs> <laughs> All of the time, uh, but uh, everything's everything's fine in in, in my hood. Um, I did go through my um, wallet um, at, at the weekend. Uh, we were having one final um, uh, celebratory uh, goodbye drink at Bar Alcoholic, myself and Sarah, on the holiday. Mm. Um, and Sarah said, "You better write down exactly what went on on the holiday because you're going to miss things out." And I was like, "That's true." Mm. Um, and so I've got these kind of like request slips that you request at Bar Alcoholic. Uh, what songs you want to hear? What poor. Right. Papa Roach or, um, you know, Drowning Pool uh, track you want to hear for them to play. And I wrote down, like, all the things that I kind of, like, um, uh, uh, um, uh, what we did on the holiday. Uh, And I've left them at home. So I can't um, go through any of the ones that we we, we didn't talk about. Um, Maybe I'll go on a five-minute rant about toll roads uh, in... (laughs) in this podcast because um, I, I, I've said it before uh, I'll say it again uh, it's it's great to drive in Japan uh, but good God you guys love a toll road You lo- if you have the option to rent a car mm. in Japan get yourself that IC card that does it automatically because otherwise you're going to be fumbling around a change for, for change uh, forever uh, during your trip <laughs> it is true it is true and I, I still don't have an IC card after all these years as someone who drives on the road a lot so I, you know, I'm always fumbling for change, nightmare. <laughs> and then when you rent a car in Japan, you can, like, get one. I only found out last year you can rent an IC card with the car. Yeah. So you can drive along and enjoy the motorways without all the hellish nightmare of Definitely dicking about that. with change and whatnot. But, yeah, Definitely I still... 
That's the, that's the good thing about driving in the UK. No toll roads, right? The world mm. is your oyster. Whereas in Japan, the world's your oyster, but it costs a bit more money, quite I a mean, lot more money if you're using highways. But also um, the highways and interstates in Japan are absolutely lovely. Um, if you've got a car that's a, a few years old, um, don't worry about the mm. state of the roads out there because the toll roads are absolutely stunning. There's not a single bit That's of true. asphalt yeah. out of uh, out of place. It's a really smooth running experience. So uh, very different to uh, uh, the M25, for example. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just got back, as you know, from Japan, uh, from the UK. It, we've done mm. it reverse, haven't we? It's so weird. Yes. And you never did get to come and see the studio. Ha <laughs> ha. No. I've uh, let like a castle. The doors remain firmly remains shut. Remains unmolested that uh, studio to me unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> to be fair anyone everyone who comes to this studio with the name of Pete has done something awful the last Pete right. American <laughs> Pete came here he was like my stream I've got to steal something from my stream I was like no you don't and he was like I've got to steal something close your eyes and I shut my eyes and right. he disappeared round the back and he pinched something and I quickly identified it was the Game Boy that I love so dear and I was like, not the fuck that's it, not the Game Boy that's a retro that's <laughs> That's yes, a retro piece. That's the most expensive. But steal a light or something. Steal a little packet of sweets or a bottle or something. Bloody Pete, honestly. <laughs> so I, I was like, I'm not letting the British Pete in. He's he's even no. worse than American Pete. He's I'm not coming in. I'm even more of a kleptomaniac. But to be fair, <laughs> uh, I didn't have any um, checked-in luggage, so the things I could take were very limited in their scope and scale. <laughs> so, uh... That is true, that is true. <laughs> I hate to admit, before, there's a reason I'm wearing these like retro earphones, by the way, guys, for those of you watching mm. on YouTube. Uh, I haven't worn like cabled earphones, headphones, whatever, in Ooh. like five years i've gone back in time this is cool i i yeah. literally forgot my headphones so i had to run to like uh, lawson around the corner and snap up the most expensive bloody earphones apple you know 2500 yen the money i spend for this podcast the, the wealth i have to, the, the thing to that, deploy the thing that gets me is that like lawson's you know if i went to a, a convenience store or like an off license now i could get a pair of headphones quite easily but they would be seven quid and they wouldn't fucking work but you on the other hand you got a Lawson's you know you're getting a quality product in my opinion so well done you for living well, these in are, these are these are official Apple earphones they just sell them at convenience in stores in Lawson's amazing yeah. that's, what, Crazy, I mean. that's right? what I'm that's what I'm talking about fantastic but nothing but the best for the Born Japan podcast. So for the no. next couple of shows, they'll be I'll be using these. Then they'll sit in a cupboard and do nothing. We've got a story this yeah. week from Drew, who says, Hello, Pete and Chris. Drew from Melbourne here mm. in Australia. Having finally caught up on the whole podcast back catalogue, I now feel the need to share my stories with you guys. I've been to Japan twice, once in 2009 with a friend and again in 2019 with my now wife. Congratulations. Uh, on both trips, I stayed in Nikko, uh, just north of Tokyo, so that we could go to Edomura and Edo era village theme park which was a heap of fun I've still never been to Nikkor it's like the one thing I've not ever done I really need to go this year cross it off the list at uh, Edomura there's a stage and a fight performance to watch and we tried to attend all of them despite neither of us being able to speak Japanese during one performance the MC came out before the show and was working the crowd in Japanese so I started reading the theme park guide I turned to my friend noting apparently the show is about a rich merchant who's unable to be pleased and they get one person from the audience to come up and play the merchant as i looked up the mc was staring directly at me and worked his way through the crowd towards me on stage he asked me a bunch of questions in japanese which i couldn't understand and amused the crowd to no end eventually <laughs> naturally he asked me a couple of uh, 
questions quietly in English and ushered me backstage where the actors put my costume on and then had me sit on my mark behind the closed curtains. The MC appeared to advise that he would act as my advisor in the play and would hold up flashcards in Ramaji for me to say on cue. As the performance continued and my character became increasingly difficult to please, the geisha actress started pouring me a bowl of tea. The MC leaned over and quietly asked if I was okay to drink sake, leading to <laughs> leading me to realise this wasn't tea at all. Of course, I said yes, and he told me to drink it. All of it, I asked. He nodded. What is this? Impromptu getting pissed on stage. So I ended up downing a whole bottle of tasty sake, and the rest of the performance continued without hitch as I sat with a nice warm glow spreading through my body from the sake. At the end of the show, <laughs> during bows, the audience started chuckling. Uh, sorry, the audience started chucking. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> Chucking heaps, chucking heaps of shit onto the stage. <laughs> Not literally, I. To quote my friend, he was taping this because his performance was horrible. Um, but it turned out that it was wrapping coins in paper and throwing them on stage in a Japanese way of showing appreciation for the show. Ten oh. years later, I attended the same show with my now wife and was yet again chosen to go up on stage it was the exact same mc oh my god when we returned to our japanese inn we told the ryokan master of my experiences uh, that had been separated by 10 years showing him photos as proof his immediate reply was ha ha you got fat <laughs> oh, brilliant him <laughs> and my girlfriend they both... never resist taking the opportunity <laughs> no to say, they love it ha ha you have changed body shape why because you are older that's why I don't go back to my old school. Uh, him and my girlfriend both ended up bent over in stitches as I sat down quietly in a half. Have either of you been pulled into a performance that you weren't prepared for or expecting? I do a bunch of driving for work. Love the show for all the laughs it brings to my travel. All the best, guys. Drew. Uh, I mean, that's a, pr- that's a pretty risky business, isn't it? Like, I'll come up on stage. It'll be fun. By the way, drink this fucking 15% okay, alcohol yeah. drink. Down it all. It, down it is now. It like, is it like if you are on a, in a performance in the West End, you're allowed to smoke? Uh, it's the mm. only sort of buildings you're out of smoking because it's a theatre performance. Presumably you're not allowed to just hoover up big glasses of sake <laughs> uh, in that location unless you're part of the performance. So uh, well done, Drew. I mean, fantastic stuff. And, and, and good on Drew for putting two feet forward, even though he didn't understand any of the Japanese, and then uh, happily being given a bit of romaji to uh, recite uh, parrot fashion, drunken parrot lo- fashion. I love the way there was sort of two stories in one there. A story about the impromptu nature of Japanese performances and why not to do it, unless you like mm. sake. And uh, a story of how being <laughs> abused with comments about being overweight. Uh, something yeah. I'm very much used to in my time. <laughs> Every time I see a friend here who I haven't seen in like a year or two, they always go, oh, Chris, you're fat. Oh, Chris, you're thin now. Oh, Chris, you're fat again. It's kind of like, fuck it. It's ridiculous. Like, imagine this in the UK. <laughs> if I... Like you know, I caught watches. up with a friend. Well, I mm. caught up with a friend when I was back in the UK. Who I hadn't seen like two or three years. And imagine if I just went, oh, Dave, good to see you. You look mm. really fat. You look awful. The crap, mate. Take, what happened? Look, Chris, take <laughs> it as a problem because there is nothing better for a man's ego to see uh, a handsome man put on weight. I, I experienced <laughs> it. I experienced <laughs> it last week at some ex-work drinks and I was like, handsome man, has, has put on a bit of timber. I'm like, yes, good, good, <laughs> good, good. That will satiate me Revenge. for the whole of the winter. That'll get me through as I also put on pound after pound of my own timber. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> well, I am most certainly going to be staying away from my Japanese friends for the foreseeable weeks and months, mm. given that right. my time in the UK wasn't kind. Well, that was very kind. I ate all the cheese. Very kind, yeah. yeah it, was, all the cheese, it, was, yeah. it was a diet exclusively comprised of cheese boards, fish and chips, and eggs and bacon. And it was mm. an exceptional trip for that reason alone. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I put like four kilograms. I'll lose it. I'm not, I know right. I'll lose it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not great, but... I, I got a haircut and that makes me look slimmer. Actually, no, it right, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, what, yeah. Don't the haircuts. The haircuts probably not doing me any favors. But I, you might remember a year ago I did a bet with the Trash Taste guys where I said I was going to try and get a six pack uh, before Christmas or something. It was a really <laughs> right. stupid bet in hindsight, given I had everything else going on and I was mm. learning how to box, play chess, and like maintain a degree of sanity all at the same time. So I didn't really put as much effort as I should have into the the six-pack thing, and I ended up donating money to charity, which you should never do. Terrible, Just terrible stuff. Never do that. It's, it's a good tax write-off that I hear. Um, I would say that, um, wasn't there like that paparazzi guy who uh, who was um, a famous paparazzi dickhead, uh, and he's in Big Brother, <laughs> I think, in the UK, and he right. had some, and he's a big fat guy, but he had abs installed, you know what I mean? So he's a big oh, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he had like sort of, sort of, so slightly sort of hard abs installed into his into his gut. Um, it was Cheating. an astonishing sight. He looked like um, who's the baddie out of um, uh, is it King Cooper? He looked like that. He looked like a big sort of comedy alligator. It was very interesting. <laughs> well, I don't want to look like a comedy alligator. Comedy alligator. <laughs> I, no. I you know I but I'm thinking of resurrecting that challenge that bet now that my calendar is sort of clear for the first time in. I think two years, the book and everything's done. I yeah. can now like choose what I want to do, choose my own adventure once again. Um, and I, yeah, I really think that could be quite fun to try and get a six pack in like three months. Is that is that a bit? Is that being cocky again? Ninety I mean, days. I would, I would say um, you. I mean, the six pack is very dependent on losing a lot of belly fat. And as a man who's tried to lose belly fat by um, fasting, <laughs> dieting. <laughs> Because um, I refuse to do cardio, it's so boring, um, and uh, and and my body goes, stop this. There's just no need to do this. Um, so I just don't have that killer instinct to uh, to, to to do a lot of cardio unless it's fo- fo- football, mm. a soccer, and that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I would say that is um, uh, it will be difficult at best, Chris. <laughs> Nigh on impossible, in fact. So you know, just concentrate on get, getting muscle. I always find that if you True. do a bit of like January, mm. February. Do a bit of um, do a bit of top off. Do a bit of shoulders and uh, and chest, um, and it just kind of like makes a little sort of shelf for your t-shirts, mm. and so it just gives you a bit more gives you a bit more real estate for a gut to uh, form. So uh, that's that, that's my recommendation anyway, lads and lasses. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of enlisting the help of my friend Nicholas Petas, the former K1 kickboxing champion of Japan. You know, mm. he's built like a tank, knows all the fighting styles, and seeing if he can. You know, if I can get him help. in on it as well, and he, mm. he can help me out and put me through a brutal training regime. He's such an interesting guy, Nick. Like he he came to Japan and sort of trained at the uh, the most ruthless karate school. And like he he said, he was um, like a lot of people inspired by the the karate kid in the eighties. But he said he got like beaten up when I think he was fourteen years old. I think he got in a fight in Denmark, and he was like, "Fuck this! I don't want this to happen mm. again." And he ended up 
studying karate and, and coming here. And I can't remember the name of the karate style. It might be called Kyokushin. And he right. trained under this ruthless man who was like, learn to kill your opponent in three moves. And like, there's videos of him online. It's like, if your opponent's hand is not ripped off, you're not doing good enough. And, it, <laughs> and he, like, he came here, I think 17, 18 years old, and lived almost like a monk in this... Like not a monastery, but like a dojo. And he had to get up at 5 a.m., sweep the floors, do like a thousand press-ups, kill four people in a fight. And it was just sound like the most ruthless regime. So maybe if I can enlist his help and mm. do like a tenth of what he did, yeah. maybe I can have a chance of getting this this legendary six-pack. I've never had a six-pack, and I feel like on a list of a hundred things I want to do before I die, that's 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 nestled somewhere. That's admittedly towards the bottom end of the list. Right. But it's kind of like it's it's adjusting your body uh, in in your thirties uh, to a place it's never been. It just like a lot of people don't <laughs> get sick. Because I I had them through my well, through first half of my twenties, um, but it's because I was a skinny lad, um, and now uh, I'm a skinny lad with a little little beer belly, um, which is just so hot. It's just so <laughs> sexy, Chris. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's 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 really hard to do, and I and I feel sorry. I was sort of. See these um, young lads who, uh, you know, I live in Essex now, and you know, there's there's a certain sort of body beautiful kind of aesthetic for the young men. Mm. You've got to have a sleeve. You got to you got to have a builder sleeve, and you've got to have um, a six pack, and you've got to have muscles and stuff. And yet, you've got to be one of the boys and drink alcohol and drink beer, and you know, um, to a less extent, do drugs <laughs> and stuff true. like that. So you you can't do all of these things and stay uh, body beautiful. And I, and I feel sorry for the young lads who are. You know, I'm, I'm doing my uh, John Peterson moment where I'm fearing for the young men of, of the generation who who Fearful. are who are kind of stuck um, in this sort of cycle of fasting and, and, and weight management and, um, and and hitting the gym. And that's the mm. pressure I never had when I was a kid. I could mm. just drink, piss about, be in a band, <laughs> and, 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 and be a bit it was of a an simpler idiot. So time. It was a simpler <laughs> time, and I just feel sorry for for young men who are sort of having to deal with. Well, let's face it, all the stuff that women have had to deal with for centuries. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a real it's a real sh- it's a real shame. Oh, I'm that but young man. Maybe it's I need turn. I need a mentor. I need a mentor. <laughs> it's a mentor. He's, all right, I'll better. do it for you. He's, he's I'll not do Pete it for you. What did you? What, did you la- <laughs> what was your, What was in your last meal? Uh, I, oh God, I, it might have been the soy sauce flavored family mart chicken. Don't do that. Uh, right, there we go. Don't do that. There we and go. Not, Don't do that. I, and so for I'm lunch, got, I went. Well, for lunch, I went to a, a really good burger restaurant just north of don't Shinjuku. Do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. There we go. You've, oh. you've got your mentor in the shape of me, the top Japan, Japan enthusiast in the UK. <laughs> um, we'll have a little check-in every Monday morning when we record these shows, uh, and I'll tell you not to do any of the stuff you've just done again. Oh, it's going to quickly descend into me just being like, I ate too many pork chops last night. I ate too much fl- fried fucking oil. Like, fried I need oil. to be a bit more sensible. Um, yeah. I'll rein well, it I've in. Got, I will. Got, this is what I, uh... Genuinely, genuinely, I've been good recently. I've, I've discovered a good place that does salads, and I've mm. been having salad. <laughs> and I've been looking through the window. But it wasn't salad in North Shinjuku, <laughs> where I was yeah. in Tokyo today. I was... It's the thing, when I'm out shooting, it's like, I'll just go for the nearest thing. Convenience And stuff. the nearest yeah, thing... Yeah, yeah. Well, the nearest thing is never a salad leaf, a bloody lettuce leaf or a tomato. I mean, there is, but you just got... I mean, there's like... Uh, potato salad, weirdly, is a big thing in, in Japanese kind of convenience food. And... Um, Finding like a big sort of tube of, uh, uh, yes, I am holding a pokeball uh, that I've made. Um, like eating like sort of potato salad and stuff seems to be like a weirdly big thing in Japan. So there are like little 
kind of like in the fridges and stuff. You can get, but they're not like actual meals. They're not something you'd want to eat because, let's face it, they're just vegetables. Um, I made a pokeball. <laughs> I didn't make it. I, I ordered a pokeball from the from the shop around the corner. It sounds a lot um, better than it is. A po- I, so I'm picturing like a Pokemon ball, and it's not. Yeah. Poke well, I mean, it's, it's, just ri- it's just rice with a bit of like protein on the top. But I mean, mm. I have absolutely made this as unhealthy as a pokeball is able to be made unhealthy. As you can see, we got sort of crab mayonnaise here. We got some uh, pickled cucumber. We got some ginger. We got some uh, kimchi here. Uh, we got some scallions um, and a little bit of salmon here and some mango. Um, I've managed to make something that should be very healthy, very unhealthy. Um, so it's all about choices, isn't it, Chris? It's all about choices. And you've, you, but you literally drink fail. all the beer. You drink all the beer on Sunday and then have a I do. pokey. Po- Why? I don't know how to pronounce bloody pokey. Poke. Is it, isn't it Hawaiian? Poke. I think it's poke. Poke salad. Yeah. Isn't it poke? Poke. Yeah. Poke. Uh, can, I, can I recommend a, a bar for you to attend if you're going to have your um, uh, drinking, sure. uh, your Moscow mules? Um, Shibuya, um, behind the Love Hotel district. It's a bar I always walked mm. past, never went in. Uh, but this might be the one for you. Fight Club 428. Fight obviously Club 428. I'll write that down. Four, well, 428 is um, Shibuya. Yu Ya. So Shibuya, so it's like 428 uh, is, is Shibuya. Um, so Fight Club 428 is Fight Club Shibuya, and it's uh, in the Love Hotel district in Shibuya. And um, if you go in there, um, they've got, uh, and I may have spoken about this before on the podcast, but apologies if, if you've heard it before, um, they've got not only a bar, but also a fighting octagon that <laughs> you can what? go in. Oh, and ki- I know if it. Your yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. If your mate's been it. an absolute dickhead, you can uh, beat the shit out of him <laughs> with pads and stuff. Yeah. You, is it? Is that the one where you can go up the stairs and look in through the window and see the ring? Yeah. Like the, okay, yeah, I you know see it, the yeah. Ring, yeah, you can see the ring I've and, always and you can drink what and that, have food and stuff. Yeah. I've always wondered what that place is, like a sort of Shibuya fight club. We mm. do not talk about fight club yeah. 428. Yeah. <laughs> that could be cool. Mm. Oh, get, check check out. it out. If you go to Japan, it's worth, out of all of the, you know, it's, it's quite an interesting uh, concept. And it's quite nice, quite nice uh, next to a, it's near that um, Uebe, um sushi as well, which everybody seems to want to go to. But uh, yeah, Nishome in, uh, in feel like get involved. I f- well, I feel like it's a pretty dangerous concept because let's have three points, yeah. get in a ring, get punched in the stomach and then spray the Bomb. beer back over the room. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yes. if this is going to work. But Beautiful. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. <laughs> Even though you've never been there yourself, Pete. And no, you've recommended I've somewhere you've not been in. I've seen people absolutely pan and crap out of each other, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we move to the story of the week. And uh, it's more like the story of last week. We're sort of catching up on news, given that I've been between two countries, guys, and yeah. jet lagged to hell. And the news story is uh, a dickhead. I, as, you know, it's a story <laughs> that I've kind of wanted to... Um, Kind of wanted to avoid it, really, because mm. I don't like making, like, awful people. I don't like in sort of increasing their fame in any way, shape, or yeah. form. And so yeah. I've always held off talking about this individual, but then he was all over YouTube. He's all over everything, and at this point, people asking me about it, and it's just like, oh, I should probably just bloody talk about it then. And we are, of yeah. course, talking about Kickstreamer Johnny Somali, who is the most awful individual. Uh, streaming, you know, he's someone who's sort of plagued Japan over the last six months. Mm. And for those of you who don't know, Johnny Somali's a kick. He was originally a Twitch streamer. I think he got booted off Twitch. And he travels around Japan, basically harassing everyone at every turn. Uh, he's got a speaker that he, he he just finds it really funny, and it's te- like not funny at all to just go around the streets with a speaker blaring out Nagasaki, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Hiroshima. And it's like nothing about us is funny or good. Uh, mm. But that's sort of like on the lower end of bad things he's done. The, the more annoying mm. things he's done include breaking into a construction site, breaking into a truck, 
making people cry, just sort of generally harassing people on trains and in public. And it's kind of like not painting foreigners in the best light. In the same way you might recall, back in 2017, Logan Paul came over and uh, threw pokey, poke, not pokey salad, but Pokemon balls Poke and various other things <laughs> at people and, and sort of raised hell and, and did some mm. truly awful stuff in the Aokigahara forest. Uh, and annoyingly, yeah, whenever a foreigner does something bad in Japan, they sort of turn the sort of spotlight on all foreigners in Japan. And I remember that at that time I was on TV and I had to sort of justify why all foreign YouTubers aren't bad, especially ones yeah. living in Japan, which was fun. Although I did get to do that segment where the guy knocked on my door and went, are you YouTuber? And that's become a highlight of my life, apparently. And everyone loves <laughs> that. But, um, uh, but similarly with Johnny Somali, like the, uh, the prime minister's like, we must stop these nuisance YouTubers. And it's like, he's not even a bloody YouTuber, he's a streamer. Which is yeah. much worse. And <laughs> bloody streamers. Why, why have Kit got the best uh, YouTubers? Uh, sorry, yeah, the best uh, streamers. There was, <laughs> the um, best. They always have the best ones, don't they? I think somebody pointed out that over the weekend, the um, uh, uh, Amaranth, Amaranth uh, she, the one who buys gas stations, I think. That wasn't there? Yeah, there's yeah. a story you could talk about. Yes. She, yes. She, she's um, given up on some of it, and she's just bought a load of gas stations. Which was Smart a move. fascinating uh, vault fast. Um, she <laughs> was on the front page of Kick, um, streaming to not very many people, and she was just on mm. her phone while they were watching like a TV show. Um, it's just, it's just good Quality stuff. Content. It's like all of the like, like Twitch, like stripping away all of like the safeguards and the IP protection and stuff. And what you get is somebody going onto uh, Kick and just. Uh, I think the first day one of the big uh, streamers went over there. They just started streaming um, Batman like Begins or something. <laughs> so you can't do Brilliant. that. You may be off Twitch's rules. You may be out of Twitch's little sort of space. But you still are bound by the laws of the land. Uh, so you can't just go away. Go, go around sort of streaming stuff on but but it just sounds like they've, they've there's a lot of money behind it um mm. and there's not that much not that many people watching it seems anyway but johnny somali's got a bit of a, a following and he's been arrested in osaka following months of uh, a reign of terror some might argue um during a live broadcast on september 21st september 21st uh, he began streaming while being followed by a police officer explaining to his viewers that the cop had been on his tail for 30 minutes uh, he went into a um, convenience store uh, he was apprehended as multiple officers showed up and placed him in handcuffs all while his stream continued uh, and they arrested him for breaking into the planned construction uh, site of a hotel um while on site uh, as you said chris he was um, screaming Fukushima. Um, do we know where this kind of guy's... I, I know he's been punched in the face, which I think was enjoyable, uh, staged or otherwise, uh, for a lot of people who, who respect the, um, the, 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 delicate, yeah. the delicate environment of, of, of Japan at times. Um, but, like, it, he, he does kind of give you guys a bad name because there will be no... Um, there will be no kind of like uh, idea that what you do is very different to what he does in the eyes of Japanese mm. lawmakers because they are all in the seventies and they all mm. uh, and none of them really know what's going on. So and, and there will be Japanese equivalents who do the same thing, uh, or a pain in the bum. But um, it just seems it just seems weird that the things that he's done have. have, have so far, left him kind of unmolested uh, by by the by the law uh, over the past few weeks, and only now um, he's managed to uh, find himself in, in, inside of a cell. Well, I think it's a testament to how ridiculous Kick is. I think if he was on Twitch, he would have got banned. Well, he did get banned, yeah. didn't he? Of course. Uh, yeah. And Kick is a lot more 
liberal and sort of lets mm. you do whatever you want. They did ban him for 72 hours, but then he was back and nothing mm. this guy has done should, you know, allow him to come back and have a platform in any way, shape mm. or form. Um, I, I don't I don't know Kick's logic, to be honest. Um, but no, it's, it's bad for Twitch streamers, you know, talking to Connor or American Pete. They're a little bit mm. like, fucking hell, you know, this doesn't bode well for IRL in real life streaming. And I've joined Connor and Pete many times streaming around uh, Japan harmlessly, chatting to people, having fun. It's a, it's a, you know, I've got nothing against IRL streaming. I think it's great. Um, and a great way to show Japan, as we did on the cycle for 10 days straight. Um but, but it's it's something really sinister and dark about, you know, streaming and causing terror and inflicting just just not, you know, treating Japan like a theme park and being a complete dickhead. Like it was really, really cathartic watching him getting arrested in real time, um, seeing him get arrested. I think, um, I think, I think, you know, streaming has only got itself to blame and YouTube as well to a, to a, to a less mm. extent. Um, being loud being obnoxious, being a... Um, but the safeguards are in place. Path. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, the but being a sociopath gets there. you clicks. They, they get you clicks does, off yeah. being a dickhead, being outrageous, getting in people's faces. I can't believe they're doing this. Uh, and it obviously skews to a slightly younger um, fan base, possibly, but, um, but I mean, they just needs to, you just need to be more. Like, you, as, a, as a creator, um, and mm. not being one myself, that makes it difficult for me to comment, but um, you just need to be... Do better like fine you can rub dog feces on your face and run around town uh, and go ha ha look at what I'm doing and people are going I can't believe that guy just rubbed dog feces on his face but like at the end of the day you're just rubbing dog feces on your face and you're not making that much money out of it presumably and that's still more entertaining than Johnny Somali but like you know <laughs> he's he's he he, he done this for six months and nothing had happened the police had yeah. never really stepped in nothing had happened yeah. as you say he got punched in the face and there's a video of i think it was a french dude maybe uh, i don't mm. know the context of the situation it was quite vague i think he ran into some foreigners who hated him and they punched him and his friend in the face and it was right. you know don't, i don't want to condone violence and i'm not going to say but but like yeah i don't want to condone violence mm. but it was i think a lot of people were kind of like oh i'm glad that happened it's been a long time coming because nothing Nobody stepped in here and done anything. So, of course, when you're arrested by the police in Japan, it doesn't. It's, it's never really fun. Um, they can hold you, I think, for up to 28 days. And during that 28 days, you can't have any phone calls. Nobody really knows where you are. Mm. Often you'll see news reports where it's like, XYZ's gone missing in Japan. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this girl's gone missing or this boy's gone missing in Japan, travelling around. And uh, it's just they've done something been shady, arrested, been, yeah. been arrested and they're sort of like dragged off. And you can I only call your lawyer in Japan when you get that phone call. The only person you can call is your lawyer. But nobody has a, nobody's a lawyer on speed dial. Nobody knows their <laughs> lawyer's phone number. I, need to, I would know. need to phone someone. Yeah, I would need to phone somebody to find out what, yeah, to, to find out lie. what the number of a lawyer is. Yeah, well, You could be like, I need to call my lawyer. My lawyer's also my partner. And I, uh, yeah, you know. But like, Uber Eats. <laughs> but I remember there was a, a story, I can't remember, like three or four months ago, and this girl went missing, and everyone was panicking. And I often get shared to sort of, I often get told and, or asked to sort of promote these cases online, like, oh, XYZ's gone missing. Chris, mm. can you pr promote it on Twitter or Instagram? And yeah. of course I want to, but I have to take a step back and wait a little bit so because what's often, happening. over 50% of the time, they've just been you know they've done something illegal i think yeah. in the yeah, case yeah, of yeah, yeah. one of these people this year they they did some drugs they brought some drugs into the country or something got arrested for that 
uh, but they hadn't been able to make their phone call to anyone, which is a bit ridiculous, to be honest. Mm. I don't really agree with that bit, but yeah, I, think, I don't I know what's... The, uh, I think yeah, with, 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 with um, Judge Jamali's situation, um, it's probably worth mentioning that the police do not arrest anyone unless they've got something that they think they could convict with. So um, if they have... Um, if they've come uh, methodically and found you wherever you are, rather than just picked you up on the street because you've had a fight or whatever, um, if they've come to find you and they pull yeah. you off the streets, they've clearly got something that they can use against you, which presumably is when he um, broke into the um, site, the building. Site, yes. Famously, you know, they say there's a 99.9% conviction rate in Japan, but I think it's because they wait until they've actually got something really strong to sort of pounce on you with. Not always, but um, in mm-hmm. his case, I think the uh, construction company, and you know, he streamed it. There's a construction site. He puts on a face mask uh, and he, he jumps over the fence. There's clearly marks, don't go over the fence. Walks onto the construction site and the construction workers are having their lunch and they're just like, what the bloody hell is this? And they scream and shout and throw him out. And then there's another mm-hmm. clip, I think the same day, where he, there's just a truck sitting there on the road and he just opens the door and gets in sort of just sits mm. there in someone's truck it's just like what the fuck are you doing man what are you doing <laughs> what the what's the logic you know um, so yeah they're probably going to charge him for that I'm really interested to see what the outcome is will they just simply deport him back to America deport uh, all the YouTubers from... deport all the people big boat <laughs> filming themselves the Noah's Ark of, of influencers yeah <laughs> stick it on Yokohama docks all the influencers all the foreigners <laughs> yes Shove them on, uh, <laughs> myself included. Now, I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be quite interesting because I've never really seen someone get deported like this. There was a, mm. someone on Twitter, a, a girl that claimed to be deported recently. Um, I don't know the specifics of it, but someone else. And there's been a few cases recently like this. Like, Obviously, Japan's been open almost a year now, um, mm. and lots of people have come over, and few people have been dickheads. And there was a, another case where another streamer, uh, got arrested recently, just before Johnny Somali, I think, for going into an abandoned building in the Fukushima exclusion zone. Right. I don't know the full story. Uh, I think he went in with a friend and then the Japanese police pounced on him. Basically, when he came out of the abandoned building, they were watching the stream or somebody had reported to the police. And of course, yeah. you if know, you're going streaming, into if, you, fu- if your business is like going through abandoned buildings <laughs> and you are streaming, like it's not hard to find people who are, who are doing it. And it's quite easy to figure out where the bloody hell they are so maybe just think about just stream it on a delay or something (laughs) Mm. well i mean fukushima as well you know you don't go into an abandoned building in fukushima those are people's houses that many are returning to or going back to and obviously there's radiation considerations as well so it's understandable that they're going to take a hard line on especially fukushima abandoned buildings but um, yeah so there's been all these cases and the the johnny somali thing it's sort of died down for the next the last sort of week or so but when he's convicted or whatever, it's announced what's happening to him, it'll all come back in the media. So that's kind of why I wanted to jump yeah. on it today and get ahead of it. But I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. I'm really curious. Are they going to deport him? Will they just let him go? As a foreign tourist, I suspect they will just simply deport him and not allow him to return to Japan. I think that's a, a simply wonderful outcome that we would all very much like to see happen. And it would set a great example to other dickheads coming here to stream and cause problems for people because could of course he not the be, mar- could he not be like a could he not sort of live because his parents are national I, d- I don't know what the what his kind of situation is is he definitely a, a, a foreigner on a on a tourist visa is he just kind of like it'd be interesting to see like yeah, what, no, where he comes the, from or what his deal is I think he's a yeah I think he's an American national um, right his name is Johnny Somalia a lot of people think he's from Somalia mm. uh, Somali and um, 
yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think he actually is. I think he's American, <laughs> but maybe one of his parents is from there. I don't know, but dickhead, honestly. But I'll keep you guys posted on what happens. It'll be a, an exciting little little story. Let's see what happens. But <laughs> my God. What a what a bellend. Uh, we're back to moment, guys, with the stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? We got a message from an anxious couple from Florida. Hello, Christy Chris and Pop and Pete. Uh, my husband and I are going to Japan for the first time this November and are extremely excited. However, there are a couple of things that are making us anxious. One thing is that izakayas and other bars have uh, so few seats. I'm afraid of the potential awkwardness of trying to get in and being turned away. In popular places like Golden Guy, uh, do I have to worry that every place I go to will be a lost cause and we'll be sadly wandering the streets for hours in search of a drink? Uh, I'm going to say no to that one. Uh, also, um, I expected to order. <laughs> both food and drink at these places I expected to be quick because the limited seats or can you stay for a few drinks I'd love a video on uh, izakaya etiquette if you ever felt up to it similarly I keep seeing people uh, saying to expect to wait in line for quite a while at a lot of the restaurants is it a bad sign to say if there is no line at a restaurant I don't love the idea of wasting uh, two hours standing waiting for food all too often Uh, anxious couple from Florida Chris put their minds at rest will you very anxious indeed. I, you know, yes. Golden Guy can be a bit daunting. It can be a bit awkward poking your head in and being like, oh, you know, have you got a table for two, three? Mm. And sometimes they're like, no. And it's, yeah, it's awkward. But like, on We There Yorkshire, Memory Lane, I think, is a better place if you're looking for dinner. And they are, I always see 
Oh, to be fair, they, both places have a lot of foreigners, so I think you'll mm. be fine. Um, so you really don't have to worry. Just for the love of God, if you dine out in Japan anywhere, make sure you get in by about 6.45, no later, because from 7 p.m. till 8 p.m., 8.30, every restaurant is full, all the good ones are. Mm. And 7 o'clock is the, is the moment that all of Tokyo goes for dinner. So always try and get in before then. And then I promise you, you'll, you'll get a seat. But Omide Yokucho, I feel less daunting than Golden Guy. I actually feel Golden Guy can be a bit scary, and I know what you mean. I do know mm. the feeling of sort of being a bit awkward going in, right? Did you go to either when you were over, Pete? Did you go to any of these places? You went to we Golden strolled, Guy, right? Uh, we strolled through um, Golden Guy, just so I'm not sure, um, Sarah, the, the, the sights and sounds, but it was, it was kind of like 5pm, so it wasn't much open. But um, I would say that there are so many different bars in uh, Golden Guy that you are that, that you'll find somewhere to, to, to be in, even if it's not your favourite one. Um, and it, you know it is a bit awkward walking through um, a front door, but it's it's a bar, and they expect people to walk through the front door, uh, so don't be daunted. And mm. um, I would say if you, um, the only thing you've got to worry about is the um, bar charge. You know, you did the seating charge where they give you a couple of snacks uh, legally um, because they're charging you like 500 yen for, to sit down. So they they do expect you to make the most of it, and they do sit, they expect you to sit there all night. So. Don't worry too much about um, feeling awkward. I'm exactly the same. I'm sort of like I always mm. feel like I'm putting someone out, um, but uh, yeah, don't don't feel like that because it's absolutely fine. <laughs> Very good. We got a story from uh, Jan this week. He says, "Hello, Cantankerous Chris and Pitter Patter Pete. Hello from the land of snakes, sharks, and spiders, Australia, where Chris will mm. never dare set foot. You're damn right. I'll never be going there, especially after recently." encountering huntsman spiders. I don't need to go to Australia where they exist in abundance. Uh, Unfortunately, says Jan, I've recently started chemotherapy, but I should be able to go travel again around Christmas or at the latest January. Sorry to hear that, Jan, but I hope the chemotherapy is going well. Um, I've visited central Japan extensively in all seasons but summer, and I'm torn between organising a winter Tohoku and Hokkaido trip or exploring Kyushu and Okinawa instead. Putting aside Chris's love of Tohoku for a moment, which would you recommend for a three-week holiday around January or February? Best regards, Yan from Melbourne, Australia. I would recommend, Yan, if it's January, February, you've got to get yourself immersed in the snow. Okinawa is kind of like... It's not like hot enough to really enjoy the benefits of Okinawa in like January or February, I think. Like the sweet spot for Okinawa is sort of March and then April and then don't go from June from June to <laughs> September, just avoid it, I think. Um but like yeah, J- January, February, Okina uh, Tohoku and Hokkaido, amazing. Great food, lots of festivals, Sapporo Festival, like it's, it's amazing, right, Pete? Would you agree, yeah, no. Mr. Dolson? I completely, I completely agree. But I mean, if your if your uh, body isn't playing ball at that time and you feel absolutely um, drained, um, I would recommend. Um, I mean, the trudging through the snow does get to you eventually, and <laughs> yeah. it is and it is a sight to behold, and it is nice to sort of you know wrap up warm and have little hand warmers and stuff. But it starts to, you know, if you're not feeling ninety nine or one hundred percent, I think it's uh, it it's a, it can be a bit of a slog, and it certainly mm. uh, was the couple of times that I, I've been there. But um, I mean. If you can drive, get, get yourself a little car. Bomb around Kyushu. Um, check out Mount Aso. <laughs> yeah, like you did. Check out the old Kagoshimas of this world, of this world. Or, uh, you know, That's give, true. Give um, Kumamon the bear a high five in Kumamoto. <laughs> go and look at Fukuoka Castle. Oh, there's loads of stuff in, in Kyushu. Big fan of that place. Big fan. Uh, both you and a good friend of mine, a guy called Dan, actually travelled around Kyushu in August mm. and... Uh, 
which I wouldn't advise it's so hot, but like really cool to hear that more people are going to Kyushu. I often feel it's a really neglected place yeah. and it's got a lot of the best hot springs, a lot of the best scenery, amazing food and people. Yeah, don't write off Kyushu. And if you've got three weeks, I think you can have your cake and eat it. Um, especially if I'm involved I'll eat all the cake but like <laughs> go to Kyushu you can do it um, if you've got yeah. three weeks we've got one last one from Marina from Portugal it says hello Chris and Pete my name is Marina uh, my boyfriend and I visited Japan this August and we experienced the hell of the summer we were already expecting the high temperatures so we just accepted that we'll be sweating all day long but there was a detail <laughs> that we found even more annoying than the melting sun uh, why do the shops close so damn early in the summer we noticed that shops are open during the worst time of the day when walking mm. in the streets a real battle but when the weather finally starts to be more bearable the shops start to close i kind of felt that the schedules are not adapted to the climate that japan has do you have the same feeling is it a cultural thing apart from that it was wonderful and we can't wait to go back keep up the great work cheers from portugal from marina i mean yeah i've noticed that it's a real shame like it's particularly more touristy places right Mm. tourist focused towns tend to shut like four or five and if you come from Europe where the sun goes on till 10pm at night, I suppose one, one important thing to point out is in Japan, the sun goes down a lot earlier um, yes. because the clocks are done that way because it benefits the farmers. And it's a little bit ridiculous. I feel like the, the clock can be adjusted a bit more favorably <laughs> towards most normal people. But um, yeah, no, that is a problem, um, especially I imagine coming from Portugal, Spain, mm. where you know people stay up all night long during the summer. I think with um, I think you know I find it quite difficult that they they adjusted their for example swimming pool uh, rules in a lot of hotels um, they adjusted it so that um, the pool would be um, uh, closing earlier you know four or five o'clock um, mm. um, on the first of September or something but like for, for for London you'd be like all right well I mean it's the first of September it's starting to get a bit cold we understand that's the end of the summer but it just isn't down in mm. uh, you know the, the the arse end of Kyushu it's still so <laughs> damn warm so like you know that's the ideal weather for for a little pool trip but uh, yeah I found those that sort of thing quite difficult also um, shops like a lot of shops don't open till 12 like wherever you are in Tokyo like they don't open till like that's 11 true, yeah. or 12 yeah. and that's always the thing that especially when you got jet lag and you're waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning you're like right let's start the day and I'm like right what's open you got a family mart and a, maybe a, a jubanya <laughs> that's, that's all you've that's got all you, all, need, all, you can do is eat. all you need all you can do is eat or just lie down in the street that's a you know all the shops and stuff are closed so that's, that's worth thinking about as well consider get up early get yourself some breakfast then go back to bed for a couple of hours. That's the, and that will help you. The food will help you sleep. Pete, Pete, Pete. All you need is a family mart, as I found that out correct. before starting this live stream. Get your, <laughs> get your earphones, get your coffee, get yeah. your family chicky. All a day's work. All a day's work. Beautiful. But for now, guys, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com or down in the comments on YouTube if you're watching. And uh, we'll see you later. Do it over again later in the week, guys. Have a good one. Back on Thursday. Bye-bye. Or Sunday. I never Sunday. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 